up. You're always talking. The <laughs> <laughs> Italian sounds much nicer. Oh, you know, yeah. He's content to be a jerk. He doesn't care who knows it. This is the Shut Up, You're Always Talking podcast with pizza artist Eric John. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show today. This is Shut Up, You're Always Talking. I am Eric John. And before we get into it, of course, I've got to tell you about the absolute best artisan soda in the entire world. That's Yacht Club Soda. Go to yachtclubsoda.com right now and check out all the amazing flavors they've got. They've got blue raspberry. They've got strawberry, root beer, cream, orange cream, lemon lime. Uh, The list goes on and on. You will not be disappointed. I've been drinking this stuff since I was a little kid right here in Rhode Island. Um, and now you can, you know, doesn't matter where you live, uh, anywhere in the U S uh, you can order this stuff. So go to yachtclubsoda.com right now and get some for yourself. You will not regret it. Um, on the show today. Uh, so this is the first, uh, show with the new format. This is very exciting. Going back to the old title of, uh, <laughs> shut up. You're always talking, which when I started doing interviews, just didn't feel like a very appropriate title to have, um, for the show. Um, but I always kind of liked it more anyway. Um, and, uh, and this is fun. We'll, we'll still, you know, still be having guests on, um, hopefully more often than not, but, uh, the, the episodes are going to be more topic based and it's going to just be more of a conversation, less of a sort of formal interview, uh, format. So on the, on our first show here, um, we got my friend Paul Robinson joining us. Uh, Paul is a filmmaker and artist. Uh, he was on the show once before with his, uh, wonderful wife, uh, Shishia, um, to talk about their, their their films and all the work they do. Um, his latest film, uh, In the Gray, um, has, has been uh, in multiple, multiple uh, film festivals. It's won some awards. Um, I think you're, I think his wife even won an award for Best Actress at uh, one of these film festivals. So um, we're going to geek out a bit over Star Wars. We're going to talk about uh, the state of Star Wars, the movies, opinions, theories, all that good stuff, uh, something we both love. So without further ado, Paul, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Mr. Eric, how are you today? <laughs> good, man. I'm good. I'm ready to geek out over Star Wars. There's yeah, been a I'm lot ready. of... I would, I would be remiss, though, if I didn't mention that she won two awards. Two? For... What was the other one? Yeah. <laughs> for acting. Both for acting for that, for from film. two different yeah. festivals. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, and guys, you know, um, go check out uh, Paul. I guess the best place to check you out would be on Twitter, right? Uh, send, send three, yeah, Paul. probably. Uh, Send Three Productions is the name of uh, Paul's production studio, and uh, Send Three Paul is where you can find him on Twitter. You, and uh, not, not only do they make great films, but they make amazing art too. You got to check this stuff out, and uh, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about that too at the end. Um, but uh, let's talk about Star Wars, man. I know we're let's both huge Star it, Wars. It has been a rough couple years. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm interested to hear your perspective. Rough couple decades. We've talked about this, you know, and I always kind of felt like your you know, you're you're a little less critical than I am of a lot of the new stuff. At least that's that's yes. sort of the impression I get. So I'm yeah, really curious so. to hear your opinion on uh, a lot of the new stuff. But I also want to talk about the old stuff because I just mm-hmm. watched uh, A New Hope with my six year old uh, for the first right. time, which was super exciting for me. And uh, and she loved it. She's really into it, oh, really? Um, which is really cool. You know, and I, it's mm-hmm. one of those things where. If she if she just like wasn't into it, then like I'm not gonna like push that kind of thing just because I like it. But um, she loved it. She loves R two D two. She calls him Cutie. Uh, yeah. That's her little nickname for him, and she calls him R D D two. It doesn't matter if I correct her; uh, she will continue <laughs> continuing to call him R D D two. Loves him, and you know, 
one of the cool things about watching Star Wars with someone who's never seen it before, this is the first time this has ever happened to me. I've always, you know, anytime I've ever watched Star Wars with someone else, they've, of course, already have seen it already. Um, there's very few people who haven't seen it. So it was so weird watching it with someone who's never seen it. Like, Paul, you know the scene where R2 is sort of rolling through the mountains and the Jawas are kind of popping out yeah. and like looking at him? So like one of the Jawas pops out from behind one of the rocks and my daughter goes, is that Darth Vader? <laughs> and I like, for, I'm like, oh, I don't know, honey. It, I I don't know. And she, you know, and it's just, so so it's like it's just one of those weird things where it's like she literally doesn't know. Yeah, that it's not like like she th- it, you know kind of looks like Darth Vader. It's this hooded dark figure, you know. Um, so that was a really cool experience. But I did notice some things. Every time I watch a New Hope, I notice things that make me angry about um, not just the prequels, kind of, but also some of the later movies in the first trilogy. Um, so I wanted to talk to you about that a little bit. When was, so when was the last time you've actually seen a new hope, Paul? It's been a while for me. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I haven't, I haven't watched any of the three in a while, but you know, the thing for me is, I guess, and this may lead into why I'm a little bit more, um, forgiving of the, the more recent films is I don't have that huge nostalgia for it. I watched it when I was little and I liked it a lot, but I, it's not like, something that I revisit a lot, you know, but I think a lot of my love for Star Wars comes from, and I've talked about this before, but a lot of my star love for Star Wars comes from what it could be and the, 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 the potential that it has versus what it actually is currently. You know, oh, it's so interesting. You know, I kind of feel like that's, that's probably what George's feeling was all along too. Um, and I think you get that sense in the prequels, especially like you really tried to expand what Star Wars was and what it looked like and what it sounded like. And, you know, sometimes to a fault, uh, mm-hmm. other times not, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm sort of the same in the sense that like I don't watch it very often anymore. But when I was a kid, like there was a period when I was I, I don't know, I, want, I was I wasn't like little. I was probably like 11 or 12. Um where or maybe it was 10 something like that where i had gotten all three of those movies for christmas like i got the like vhs set this is like the old videotapes and i mean i probably watched them every night in my room for you know months like months and months and months it's like this is like middle school like sixth grade probably you know it's like the Mm -hmm. worst time like (laughs) to be a kid uh and i just escaped into those movies like heavily um so, yeah, I do have that strong nostalgia, especially for those three movies. But I'll tell you, even so one thing I noticed, I never noticed this before. And I don't know if this is a thing that people have noticed. I'm sure it is because it's Star yeah. Wars. But and I, but I've seen the movie a gazillion times as the first time I've ever noticed it. And I'm curious if you've noticed it. But did you know that in the first movie that Princess Leia's name is clearly not Leia? It's Leah. Have you did you know ever notice that? No, no. I've it's never, so clearly that. Princess Leah. So Tarkin says Leah uh once like earlier in the movie. And yeah. then you're sort of like, okay, well, maybe that's like his British accent. You know, it's just like the British way of saying Leia. Uh, but then Jan Dadana, the character, uh, he's sort of like the rebel commander at the end there at the Battle of Yavin, says Princess Leah as well. So I'm mm-hmm. it's like one of those things, like, why would they change? Interesting, it? yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's like one of those things where like the public was just calling her Leia. And so they just decided to go with that. Like, I don't, like it, but like it yeah. was clearly supposed to be. Yeah. Well, I think the the films have, have, have garnered such a, 
such a following and, and it, it's held to such a high it's held on such a high pedestal that I feel like, you know, people seem to forget that they're just films and that there are errors, there are mistakes. You know, he was changing stuff halfway through making it, you know, like, are they related? Is he the father? You know, like all that stuff was still kind of being worked out. And I feel like they take a lot of people tend to take those three films as some kind of biblical kind of and it kind of is, I suppose. But, you know, uh, they are still films that were you know, had issues with budgeting and had issues with, you know, time constraints and we couldn't get this shot. So we got that. So there is, there is the whole reality of what, what it is and versus the, the, you know, it's kind of like when you build something up in your head and it's, and then you, you know, you have a, a, a love for something and then you go back and revisit it and you're like, wow, this is smaller or not as cool as I thought it was. So I feel like there's a constant battle with the nostalgia of it versus the reality of it, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I do agree with you. I think, I think the first three films are, uh, sort of falsely put on that pedestal. I think you're, you're right. Like they clearly were like coming up with stuff as they were going along. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to take away from the fact that it's, it is what it is. It is an right. amazing thing that started a huge kind of movement in genre and in, in its, uh, its own right. So the, I don't want to take anything away from how brilliant those films were because everybody loves them in the, in the world that he started to build. Um, but yeah, there is that. Yeah. And I think one thing also about those first three films for me is like, like, you know, there's so much about the story, like, like at its core, that's, that's completely unoriginal. Right. But, um, you know, you can go back to like, you know, Greek tragedies and things like that, but like the, the, you know, the characters, the costumes, the creatures, the names, like all that stuff is so original and unique. mm -hmm. Um, you know, at least at the time it came out. Um, that it just sort of like, so this is actually kind of funny, Paul, my, when, when I was watching, so my dad is not a big sci-fi fan. He's not, he's never seen star Wars. I don't think. Um, and he, he, we were watching me and my daughter were watching this movie in his, uh, in his bedroom because he has a big, big TV. It's sort of like a, it's almost like a movie theater screen. Um, and he walks in and there's a, there's a scene where they're leading Chewbacca to the detention area to get the princess. And he just stops and looks at He's like, what are you watching? He's like, what is this? <laughs> I said, it's, what do you mean? What is it? It's Star Wars. He's like, but what is that? Like, you know, talking about yeah. Chewbacca. He's like, I, like, I got to get out of here. I don't even know what this is. <laughs> he's yeah. like, I got to get yeah. out of here. Because <laughs> it is. It's We're so used to it. But like yeah. to someone who's never seen it, it's fantastical. Yeah. Well, you break down the script for A New Hope and all it is is the the stereotypical hero's journey exactly right? right you know and that's of course and that's you know and 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 i think a lot what the issue with a lot of you know the the pre uh, the pre the sequel sil- trilogy and stuff they try to reinvent that and it's like it is a it is a, a mechanism in, in in filmmaking that is used over and over again to varying degrees of success but um you know there's nothing revolutionary about the 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 overarching tale of uh an every every man becoming a hero right <clears throat> and and that's something that's aspirational for viewers which is why it's so effective um and he just he just built it in this amazing world you know and 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 i think that you know that's kind of where a lot of the the brilliance of that lies in just the you know you don't have that anymore right everything's based on a book or, or a sequel or whatever you don't have somebody that's just telling a story taking the time to tell a story over years and years and years 
in the film format, you know, and I, I always talk about it's it's so, you know, I don't necessarily care if it's a prequel or a sequel or a, a remake of something it, as long as the story is good. You know, the story has to be good. Um, but I do fear that, you know, we're never going to get the next Star Wars, whatever that may be, if we're just constantly making it so that everything has to have a pre-existing IP. Oh, I totally agree with you. Yeah. And even something like Lord of the Rings, which for mm -hmm. me kind of feels like my Star Wars in the sense of like, it's something that I got to experience in the movie theater when it came out, when I was a kid. Um, it's, you know, it's based on a very well-known book series. It's not like mm -hmm. it was, it wasn't made, the story wasn't made for film, um, you know, right. which is a big difference. I think you're right. And I'm mean, even, as you were saying that, I'm even thinking, I'm like, when was, like, when was the last thing? Maybe The Matrix, like that kind yeah. of jumps out to me is like just a, a sort of very unique original concept slash story that was made specifically for film. Um, but that was, you know, what, 20 years ago almost at this point? Mm -hmm. I mean, that was something like that, which is kind of yeah. crazy in and of itself. But, you know, I, you know, I, I've a lot of issues with what Disney's done um, with the exception of, you know, a few things. Rogue One, I thought was good. I liked mm -hmm. um, Andor a lot. I thought the acting yeah, I and I thought Andor. the story and the writing was excellent. Um, and, uh, and you know, Mandalorian season one and two, I also really enjoyed, especially uh, season one, especially. Uh, yeah. But everything else I feel like has been pretty horrible. And but I tried again, like you said, I also try to cut them some slack, especially in the like continuity department, um, because George did this to himself all the time. Yeah. With, with the prequels especially there's so much stuff that was in the original movies <laughs> that he just completely disregarded um you know one of them one of the big ones uh, to me um which is also something i forgot about because i hadn't seen return of the jedi in a long time but princess leia talking about her mother and memories of her mother when she was a kid and then he's like nope you know Revenge of the sith comes along and nope she dies in childbirth yeah you know and yeah. it's like okay and and that's and that frustrates me. It's like, well, this was a real conversation that she had with her brother, uh, right? Which of course was something else that they didn't, of course, plan on when they were mm -hmm. first making the movie. So again, I also try to give them, cut them some slack. Like George did this to himself all the time. So yeah. to be to, to act like this is some affront to George Lucas, it's like it's a little overblown for me. But again, I I agree with you. It's all about the story, and I do feel like the stories have just been just hot garbage um yeah. most for of me the the thing you know it's it's a weird thing and I, I kind of fall into this trap with marvel stuff too and it's like no matter no matter how bad it, it is i'm always going to watch it because <laughs> i know it. it's so true there's always there's always <laughs> great moments you take ahsoka right you know yes. some people like this some people hated it i'm kind of in the middle there was some really really great moments in there and you're like yes this is what i want to see out of star wars and everybody has their own interpretation of what star wars should be and the fandom of it which is like a whole other thing on top of everything else but you know for me i just want to see good story i want to see great action you know i, I still love a, a a good well choreographed lightsaber fight you know i mean who, who doesn't right i mean that's you know one of the main draws of the first one you're like these amazing weapons that he just kind of thought of and, and whatever and and so you get these great moments and it really gets your hopes up for, yes, maybe somebody's paying attention out there and we can finally get something going and, you know, usually falls apart. But um, 
I'm always kind of drawn in because I want to see those moments happening, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I agree with you. I mean, yeah, I'm going to watch, like, I'm going to keep watching it. And you know, sometimes like you, you take, you take, sorry, you take, you take the, the end of the, uh, I think it was Mandalorian season two, maybe when they had spoiler alert, when they had Luke come in, I think that was season two that I I must've watched that scene 50 times. It was amazing. Yes. I've, I would watch that scene driving home from work in my car sometimes yeah, it because was it was just it, so so well done and speaking of which like just that, an aside like how great was the music in that like to me yeah. that is some of the best uh non john williams star wars music that i've i've ever heard done by by yeah. somebody else it was yeah incredible i i thought um yeah so it's stuff like that moments like that that just really like it's it, may, it almost makes it all worth it you know it's like there's ups and downs and those highs are so high that you're like, it's, it's almost worth the crap that you have to sift through or, or sit through to kind of get to those moments. Yeah. I mean, and I agree with you about Ahsoka. I think your, I think your analysis of that show is pretty spot on. I felt like it was very, just very mid. Um, And you're right. There were some good moments. I liked the character of Balin a lot. Um, And I think that had a lot to do with the actor more than anything. Yep. Um, well, I think the actor, but I do, I, I do, I want to give a little credit to the writing of that character as well, because I do feel like, um, having, you know, having this, this character that's not so, I mean, that was one of the, the kind of good things about Vader's at the end, you know, turning yeah. from dark to light and kind of, you know, you, you know, having this journey that he goes through and not just being a mustache, mustache twirling villain where you have, the kind of gray area where, you know, Balin was like, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll kill Ahsoka, but I, I'm not going to like it. And just to have the kind of uh, depth of that character, you know, where, yeah, he's t- technically a bad guy, but he does have layers and you can see that it's just in that to me from a filmmaker perspective is so much more interesting. And I think for most people too, you know, because his character has gotten a lot of really great response. And I feel like people are, are dying for this kind of rich characters with great storytelling. Yeah, I think I feel like the, the same is true for Luthen and Andor because he, he kind of mm-hmm. plays these two roles simultaneously. He's like this, he has this like public face and this private face and, and this whole thing going on. Uh, the same with Mon Mothma actually in that show in, in a lot yeah. of ways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which what which I agree is very interesting. I think what it comes down to though for me, especially like with Ahsoka versus let's say the end of, of Mandalorian season two is with Ma- with the end of Mandalorian season 2 to me that moment was so great because at that point I actually I, like I cared about the characters like I cared yeah. about Grogu I cared by the end of Mandalorian season 3 I I was like I, I was hoping Grogu would die like I I was I was <laughs> like not literally <laughs> but like I was whereas like in in the previous couple of seasons like every time he was in danger I was like don't don't kill the baby don't kill the baby don't kill the baby yeah, you know yeah. and um you know, and when when man, that scene where where uh, man, the Mandalorian takes his helmet off and sees Grogu and Grogu touches his face, man. Oh, yeah. dude, like if you don't if you don't feel a little something when you watch that, like like especially having watched the entire first two seasons, like it's just mm-hmm. it gets you with Ahsoka. Yeah. To me, that was the thing that was missing. Like I didn't I don't know. I just didn't feel like the the the, the writers or the, or the actors or the editors or whoever it was just didn't get me personally to care about these characters the way I cared about, you know, the guy in Andor 
uh, the guy that Andy Serkis played. I can't remember his name in the show. Oh yeah, but he was in the prison. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, the, I cared the, about the, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Man, like I still want to know. Like, did he did he jump? Like, did, I he, did he? Yeah, did he survive? Yeah. I want to know. And so to me, that's the big difference. I, I like to I like to liken Ahsoka to my golf game. Like back when I used to play golf, like yeah. on every hole, I'd hit like one good shot. Yeah. Right. And then, and like every, like, so like one out of the eight shots I took on each hole was good. The other seven sucked. And like, to me, that's kind of what I felt the, uh, the show was like, did you, um, did you see the original trilogy first, Paul, or did you see the prequels first? You saw the originals first, right? Yeah. I saw the original trilogy first. Yeah. I have a friend who's, who's, whose dad had him watch the prequels first. And I, I just don't, it's so confusing Ooh, to me why you would do that. You know, um, I didn't, I didn't, uh, revenge of the Sith. I didn't, that was my favorite of the three prequels. Oh yeah, I mean, I agree with you. It's excellent. Um, you know, what did you I, I actually did like that. And that. What one did you and, think of the first and, two? Did you, uh, you did know, you not like them at all? I liked the first one a little bit. The second one I didn't like. Yeah. And then the third one I thought was the best one. Was the, was the reason you know, it, the reason you liked the first one mostly because of Darth Maul, like everyone else, or is it other yeah, reasons? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's such so a great cool. character. You know, um, their fight at the end was was amazing. You know, it was epic, it had, yeah. you know, had some stakes to it. And, you know, I think one of the best things to come out of all this, um, the the pre the prequels was um, Ewan McGregor playing Obi-Wan. I think he did such a great, in my opinion, I think he did such a great job with that character and 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 uh, paying the respect of it and just, you know, giving it his all and. And stuff. I just and the casting choice I thought was great. So I was that was to me was was one of the better highlights of it. I don't disagree with you at all actually about that. And I and I want to I want us to get into the Kenobi show for, because for me, yeah, that show was a big turning point for me in terms of my own interest in what Disney's pumping out. But let's talk about Ewan for a second and let's talk about Obi Wan because Obi Wan is my all time favorite character mm -hmm. uh, in Star Wars and. I think Ewan's performance in those three prequel movies was it sort of carried them for me um, yeah. in a way that other characters didn't. Um, it is sort of his story as well as Anakin's, but it's it's in a lot of ways it's his story. Um, and yeah, I thought he did a fantastic job, and I think he did acting wise. I think he did a pretty good job in uh, in the Kenobi show, actually, just in terms yeah. of, of yeah, his own performance. A He's a great actor. I believed what he was saying, and you know, like yeah, I think he did. He definitely did his job and he did it well. Yeah, I think my my beef with the Kenobi show is is that, you know, I just think they told the wrong story. I, I just yeah. don't, you know, and I think that it clearly seemed to me like it was supposed to be a, a, like a two hour movie. And they tried to stretch it into a series, into a mini series, basically. Um, and it just didn't feel right. And I think that for me, um, well, you know what? I'm actually really curious to hear what you liked about it because, um, you know, I know you didn't hate it as much as I did. But so, yeah. so what were the things about the Kenobi show that you liked? Like, what did you like about it? Well, I thought it started off strong. I liked the first episode and I liked the this this world that they're building in. And they, you know, they brought back the um, the actor. I can't remember the actor's name who played his father, um, which I oh. thought was really good. And I thought it was interesting yeah. to kind of see where he is and kind of see him just, you know, living that monk life that, you know, we associate with a new hope where he's just the, this Ben guy that's just <laughs> walking around doing whatever, you know? And so, you know, I thought that, that, that idea was interesting. 
Um, and I felt that the, the, them fighting at the end and that, that kind of battle that they had was to me anyway, I thought it was really well done and paced and, you know, I, you know, Ewan's performance in that when he realizes that he's just gone and he is actually this other person now, that moment was so well done um, for me that it kind of made up for a lot of the, uh, a lot of the the downfalls and it did feel like it dragged a bit. And, you know, I don't really, and I, I hate when people do this, but for me, like, I don't really see the motivation as to why he would do some of the things he did if he's on this planet trying to hide and watch and but then he i don't know you know like there's just a lot of motivational like i had a lot of questions for why things were motivated yeah a lot of the stuff that happened didn't make sense why it would happen like it didn't it didn't make and i think when those when, when you're watching a show and those sorts of things happen it just pulls you out of it because you're the whole the whole basis of enjoying a show for me is believability and getting lost in it. Like when I, you know, when I watch someone like Al Pacino, for instance, in you know, in good in Godfather or Joe Pesci in Goodfellas, or you know, like you know, these are famous people. Like I know that's Joe Pesci. Like I don't actually yeah. think that's the guy, but their acting is so good and the writing is so good and the performance and everything is so good that I believe that it, at, at the at the very least that that's what Joe Pesci is like, like that he's yeah. like this guy and yeah, he's yeah. just being himself because it's so believable. Everything he's doing fits with the character and the motivations and it all makes sense when something doesn't line up. Um, like even for me, like him, not him just walking away and not killing him. You know, it's like, right. OK, like, why would he do that again? Like he just he just realized yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. That he that he would have you know that he could have prevented all of this inquisitor yeah. inquisitor stuff all of this if he had just made sure that he was dead uh, the first time why would he do it again um, yeah. well he just you know, I mean I, I didn't mind that as much because I feel like he can't bring himself to to and I think that that's interesting they would never go down mm-hmm. that route but the idea of him knowing that I could have stopped all of this if I had done this but he couldn't bring himself to do it you know they didn't really go they didn't really explore that kind of what that would do to someone's psyche and i think that would be interesting for a character like obi-wan to be like i had an opportunity to stop all of this back in the day and i didn't I yeah they didn't to do it yeah they didn't address it at all it's like that's yeah. like the big question and also interesting yeah it would have been really interesting I, I think there's a look i think and i don't know if i've expressed this to you i probably have but i think that it would have been way more interesting to you know, have Obi-Wan like I didn't like that he was this sort of hopeless guy. Um, yeah, you know, the, yeah. the, the Revenge of the Sith didn't end that way. And I get that they were trying to, like, make it seem like after 10 years, he's just hopeless or whatever. And he had to find his hope again. I'm not sure how the end of the Kenobi series made him find more hope, maybe because of Reva, like having a, you know, a whatever, a, 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 a you know, change of heart or whatever. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think it would have been more interesting to have him sort of psychologically breaking down, but not in like a hopeless, depressed kind of way, but sort of more of in, in a like, I'm going crazy kind of way because I've been in isolation. Kind of like how Yoda in Empire Strikes Back was right. kind yeah. of this kooky, crazy character. Um, 
Yeah, and then all of a sudden he's like this wise, like <laughs> Yeah, he would go back and forth. That was one of the things that I, I really hated about the prequels was they tried to make Yoda this like really stoic and wise and he had no sense of humor whatsoever yeah. in those yeah. movies. Um, he, they also totally overplayed the sort of Yoda speak thing, which annoyed the hell out of me because he, he doesn't use it all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's only in very specific instances where he uses that sort of Yoda speak and they kind of overdid it. Um, but I think it would have been cool to have him uh, hallucinating like in, a, yeah. in the cave, in whatever bunker he's in or whatever. But you could have had Hayden Christensen come back as Anakin in these hallucinations, right? Because he doesn't know mm -hmm. that he's Darth Vader now. And so he could have been having these entire conversations with an Anakin that isn't really there, but it's just there in his mind. And you could have had these great performances and conversations and, and, and dialogue back and forth between the two of them throughout the entire series. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that that would have been a much more interesting. And, he, and this way, he wouldn't have had to have left necessarily to go do anything. Um, there could have been some threat to Luke, which is why he's there. You didn't have to yeah. involve young Leia at all. Um, yeah. You know, I just. Although I think I thought the actress did really, really well in that role. Oh, the young Leia actress? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she did she, she did great. fine. Again, you know, a lot of the acting was pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's look, I think you would probably agree with this as someone who's a filmmaker. But, you know, sometimes an actor is only good as the writing and yeah. Oh, the, yeah. You can the only editing. Do so much. The editing too, right? I mean, that's yeah. a lot of it. And I know that I've heard yeah. a lot of people complain about the editing in Kenobi, I'm not an, an expert when it comes to that sort of thing. Well, speaking of editing, uh, did you watch the two hour cut? I didn't. No, I didn't. Uh, I, I feel really lame to even admit that because I've heard it's so much yeah, better. It's what it should have been. It's so much better. Yeah. And did I you, think so that, you watched and I it? I do think subconsciously that that colors my view of it because now watching, having watched right. it in a movie format that way was, uh, a, a greater it didn't change a lot of the issues that i had with it but it did it did take away some of them i yeah. guess you know <laughs> in terms of the pacing and that sort of stuff yeah losing leia twice and having to rescue her, yeah. rescue her twice you know and you know stuff like that and the yeah, but i think that's an issue with a lot of shows just in general is, yeah you know they they just kind of squat they just we have you know it's funny because we you know just TV in general, you know, you used to have 20, 20 episodes a season or more sometimes. And now they've cut down to 10 or even eight or six or whatever. And they're still having all of this time that I feel like they're just kind of filling. You know, Do you, Paul, I'm, I'm really curious as to your insight on this, but it, it to me, it almost seems like it's the kind of thing uh, an AI would pump out. Do you, do you think yeah how much think of so, this do you think you know is what it ai is, is because you know it's interesting you say that because I, I was thinking about this the other day i was talking to somebody about it where i was like ai is going to take all this data take all this information and then pump out what they it thinks the answer would be or the result or whatever and the studio producers are doing the same thing they're taking in all this information of what fans want and what they can afford oh, and what the really director wants and then mm. they're pumping that out you know there's no i think that a, a lot of franchises tend to be more successful when it's the vision of one person yes you know? i totally agree yeah you and know, you know where... it's kind of it's kind of funny that you you're kind of <laughs> the way you're representing these studio heads as artificial intelligence i think is well, i mean is but that's what apt, it is right and, and i don't <laughs> 
And I don't necessarily fault them for that, although I'm not, you know, I've never been a huge, I'm not a big defender of studios or whatever, but it's, you know, that the, they're there to make money and that's, that's fine. You know, that's the way the system is set up and we live in that system and whatever. So you're there to make money. And so you have to, if you're, if you're, if you're dumping $200 million on something, you have to get that $200 million back. It's just not, it's literally not sustainable if you don't. Um, so I get that side of it, but I do feel like there's a way to have both, you know, I do feel like there's a way to tell good stories, but also make a lot of money because, you know, you make a star Wars or a Marvel or whatever film, people are going to watch it anyway. Just like we said before, I'm going to watch anything they make because I'm an idiot. Um, and I will, but you know, if you start, you know, the, the, a huge part of the, the success of Marvel in the beginning was a singular, kind of story that they're telling and they could either hate them or love them but i think in my opinion it's very focused in what it's saying you know once you get to um uh uh thanos and 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 all that stuff and then it, it just falls apart after that but for me but you know when you have a and and we have a singular kind of uh, uh creative behind it that's driving all this sort of stuff you're 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 chances of success are so much higher and i feel like a lot of studios are so scared to put their their trust in something and you know there's other issues obviously they want to justify their jobs and they have to be involved in all that sort of stuff but i do feel like you know a lot of the success of um i don't know did you ever watch um uh rebels i watched a little bit of it um like i loved rebels i thought it was was great um and you know, it wasn't perfect or anything, but I thought it was really good. And, and, you know, it's kind of like a singular kind of person was, was kind of driving that, you know, or, or one or two people or whatever, but there was a singular vision. Yeah. And I, you know, I, the one thing I appreciate about rebels too, uh, compared to clone wars, which I did watch more of, uh, is I definitely liked the animation a lot better in rebels. I, I'm yeah, not a fan yeah. of that clone wars animation no that was i i, I watched maybe a few episodes and i was like i can't do this yeah oh speaking as of an which, animator it just hurt me too much yes so so for for people listening you should understand that you know when you think filmmaker you think a guy with a camera um but paul is an amazing digital artist um worked for the wwe for a, a good long period of time um has made some amazing art in the nft space um so i'm actually really curious did have you ended up watching uh any of the visions uh star wars visions content yet I haven't yet. No, it's on my oh, list. Oh man, we're, I'm gonna you know what? I'm gonna have to talk when you do. I'm gonna have to talk to you about it because yeah, um, I've heard good things. Yeah, you know, the, you know the stories again as we as we've talked about that's which is the most important thing are hit or miss, but um, just what just trying to enjoy it from like just you know this is really cool looking perspective. Um, mm-hmm. like, I think there's one that's sort of like claymation. There's one that's sort of more like anime. There's one that's you know. Um, uh, it's like a weird, it's a weird, almost, it's not stop motion, but it kind of has that effect, but it's clearly yeah. sort of digital. Um, you know, and I love that kind of stuff. Like I just, I like if something looks different or looks cool, I'm, I'm into that. And so I think it's cool that they were at least doing, trying to do some something of that different and unique. Yeah. As someone I, who watched I, rebels, uh, Paul, um, were there any character issues that you had with Ahsoka with that show? Um, with Sabine or with Hera or with Ezra or any of that? I don't think so. You know, I mean, it was a long series, so it would be, I'm sure watching it, I was like, what, what, what? Um, but for me, right. I think the big thing was 
getting away from the Skywalkers, you know? I mean, I know that yes. Ahsoka was like the, you know, the Padawan of, of, you know, Anakin or whatever, but I just, and there was, you know, there was some, you know, Vader stuff and whatever, but I just, for me, I think you're, at this point, there's no way you're ever going to satisfy people in the Skywalker timeline or the Skywalker world. And what was so great for the man about the Mandalorian and Andor for me was like a step out of that. Like let's yeah. expand this universe. Let's take these principles and these ideals and apply them to other things, you know, where we can kind of expand it because it's like everybody's related to them or everyone has fought them at one point or, you know, and it's like, it just, you know, that, that was, uh, uh, my biggest hope for, uh, the the sequel trilogy was that it wasn't related and then obviously it was the most related and so like you know even <laughs> no, though it... those characters are there you know ray had to be part of this family not luke's family but just the family of the you know people involved in the original trilogy and so like I, i'm just really because I played the, did you ever play the game, the Jedi Survivor game? No, I've ne- you know what? The only game I ever played, pretty much, well, there were two. There was Shadows of the Empire, which was, mm. I think, it was on like Nintendo 64. And then I also played, there was like a Phantom Menace uh, PC uh, CD ROM like game that I played. But no, I've, I've never been a gamer and I've never played the games. I've heard people love them. Yeah, I mean, they're great. I mean, yes, there is, there is some Darth Vader in it, of course, but. For the most part, this especially the first game. The first game was so the character, and it was just so that so. Good. Order? The second game was was pretty good, but yeah. the first game and the storytelling of the first game was just some of the best Star Wars stuff out there for me, you know. And uh, because it got us away from there, and he's and now we're watching Cal's journey. He has his own, you know. Yeah, he's got a little robot with him, and so there's going to be the tropes of Star Wars and stuff. And that, and I have no problem with that personally, but. Yeah, for me, it was a lot of the storytelling aspects of it. And it was kind of a hero's journey, but he started off a little bit ahead of the game a little. And so, but I don't know. I, I, I liked, I, I like that. And I really hope that, that they, you know, I know they have more content coming out from the Star Wars universe. And I really hope that they can kind of get away from, from Luke and stuff, because I feel like it's, there's, it's just, you know, we've had nine films that revolve around this guy and uh or this family and this story and this and this one the universe is huge and this is one part of it and for me that's the biggest the most frustrating thing and i think that's why they're constantly running into problems because they have to tie it all together because people want stuff tied together and it's like no we just want good stories i don't care if they're having them tied together is cool but if you're a if you're not going to do anything with it like you didn't do at the end of um uh uh what was God. Um, what was that? You're talking about the sequels? No, no, the the um the film with um Han, the solo. So oh, at the solo, end of solo. Yeah. You had this great reveal with spoiler alert, obviously, but if you had this great reveal with um uh 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 Darth Maul and you did nothing with it. Nothing, you know, yeah. and so <laughs> nothing at all. Nothing, um, literally nothing. And so Yeah. You know, I I, I, I don't have a lot of faith in that, you know, because Ahsoka was just Rebels next season. Right. right. I mean, that, you know, which was, was also sort of a problem. I mean, if you didn't if you didn't watch Rebels, like, which I haven't really, I know who the characters are because I follow Star Wars and I. Yeah. So did it all make all sense to you? I'm curious. I, I got enough of it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't you know, I, I, I think I don't think you 
in my opinion, I think that if it was a good show, I don't think you needed to watch Rebels to enjoy it or to yeah. get where like, you know, I think they tried to explain some stuff, but I, I don't think it's necessary, really. I mean, when I watch Jaws, you know, I don't know anything about these people. Yeah. And I still really enjoy it. I don't know their backgrounds. I don't know their histories. I don't know any of that stuff. I don't know their previous previous uh, experiences together. And I don't need to know because I'm mm-hmm. this because the, the story that they're telling is in that moment. Um, so I think if it's good, if it stands on its own, I don't, I don't think it matters. And I don't and maybe for this well, you show shouldn't have to. Yeah. But I'm right. just curious if it worked. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't think that was why I didn't like it. If that's yeah, what you yeah. mean. I don't think that I wasn't like, oh, what are they talking about? I don't get it. Who is this? Like, I don't. That wasn't a problem. It was more just not caring about the characters. I felt like they were kind of flat, um, you know, and, uh, you know, and that was it. Again, it was I didn't think it was horrible. Uh, you know, I think that Kenobi and I think that Mandalorian season three were by far the worst things that they put out. Um, I never actually saw Solo, so I can't comment on it. I know a lot of people didn't mm. like it. Um, yeah, it but was, it was mid. It was it was yeah. enjoyable enough. It looked good. You know, it was. You know, it was just to me, it was a lot of like muted performances. And there was, you know, to me, I want to see characters. You know, I want to see like, like even Kenobi, uh, like the Alec Guinness version of Kenobi in that first movie, even compared to how he is in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, he's a lot more like that Yoda from Empire Strikes. He's, he's kind of like a little silly and quirky a little bit at times. And yeah, he makes, yeah, yeah. You know, he's, you know, he makes kind of, he's kind of, uh, self-deprecating sometimes and um he's more of a character in that first movie than of course in the other two he's this force ghost and maybe that's part of it um you know and i think ewan did a pretty good job there were some quirky kind of moments and stuff so you know but i feel like in the kenobi show it was just there was none of that i just felt like he you know the character aspect of it was gone um and you know i i want to i want to get into the sequels here because yeah we brought up the skywalkers sure. and everything and i because i have a theory about force awakens and a perspective on it um okay. because i i'm not a fan of the sequels i'm especially not a fan of the last two movies um but i always try to remind myself that when i first saw force awakens i loved it um i didn't love everything about it there was, i had issues with some of the stuff in it but i was extremely happy i was a happy guy um yeah, yeah. and i think a lot of people sort of <laughs> like to retcon their own response to these things after you know, because because now in their mind, they see where it leads. And if people like me, you had a huge problem with what they did with Luke Skywalker. You know, it does color the first movie. But, um, you know, on its own, like in that time, like I thought it did what it had to do. I'm curious what your perspective is. Yeah, I think there was it was just so fun to see that stuff in a modern uh, in, in a modern look. Right. And with a, with, a, you know, filmed in a modern camera with modern visual effects and modern style of storytelling and i think i think there was a lot of really good things about that film um you know there's a tons of member berries obviously you know but i do feel like you know i like ray as a character and because i like the actress that played her i think she's a strong actress um and i I liked her as a character in that film like the way she portrayed it and, and sort of how it was written my issues with her was that they basically try to take luke arc in all three films and put them into one film it's like you just found out you had all these powers and now at the end you're going against right you know um um uh, adam driver's character and 
you know, um, and I, I know think, it. it is kind of funny. You're right. I never really thought about it like that. But yeah, they did kind of try to do that. That's true. Yeah. And, and really I funny. think that I think Adam because Dri- Adam Driver's spoken about this yes. publicly yep. where he's his the journey that he his character actually takes isn't the journey that it was supposed to be. You know, his character was supposed to be more was like the opposite of Vader, where he wasn't sure at the beginning. And then at the end, he was fully committed to the dark side. And that obviously wasn't the journey. And so but I do feel like I, I felt like with his character, there's so much potential in being trapped in this, you know, back and forth of like, am I, you know, not really being committed? And, you know, I, I feel like there was there was so so such a strong potential for him, for his character to kind of uh, battle with that. But we didn't we didn't really see much of it. No, we didn't. And they they, they sort of did the same thing to Finn also. I mean, they yeah. they really took a character that that I think honestly in a lot of ways to me was the most interesting in that first film and and basically made him a side character, you know, in the rest of the series. And, yeah. You know, he was running around shouting Ray's name in the final film. Just that's <laughs> yeah. all he did was shout her name a bunch of times. Um, which was pretty sad. Um, you know, I actually thought if you know they they might as well have and just killed him in last Jedi. I think he could have, if he had sacrificed himself and been yeah. killed to save uh, Rose, I think that's what happened in the end of that movie. Um, yeah. It might've been, it, 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 it would have been better than what they ended up doing with him in the last film. But the theory I have about force awakens is um, because, you know, a lot of people hate on it. And here's my question. And I want you to try and do this thought experiment. And I want to tell you to tell me what you think. If, Force Awakens came out, right? And it was the first Star Wars movie, right? There was no original trilogy. There was no prequels. This was like J.J. Abrams' brainchild, right? And all of this stuff was brand new. Didn't come from anywhere, right? So you have no previous concept of Mm -hmm. what this world is at all, right? To me, I think there's a really good chance that 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 first movie... Uh, is an instant classic. Uh, just I to me, so. I, I just th- I, I would just, agree with that. Yeah, it, right. If there was if there was no baggage, if there was no nothing, if you if, right. if it was to be graded on its own thing, but then I think I think the story itself kind of falls apart, right? Because it does rely heavily on 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 those other the other the history of of what got it there, you know. But do, does it though? Han Solo doesn't mean anything. They're they're searching for some guy that you know. I guess they could just be searching for some great Jedi or whatever. Well, that's I the guess, thing but... is, is you don't need to know. Like, we don't know who Ben Kenobi is in that first movie. All we know is he's this crazy old man who lives in the desert. We don't really know. And, and then we find out he fought in the Clone Wars. We don't even know what that is. They don't explain it at all in the first movie. You're just like, what's the Clone Wars? And your mind's like thinking, like, what is what is this? Like, you know, um, uh, you know, we, we learn that Luke's father is the best fighter, the fighter pilot. He's a Jedi. What's a Jedi. They kind of explain it, but they, we don't really have any sense of what that is. We're trying to, we're filling it in right in our minds. And so I think my point is like, you know, in my opinion, I think JJ and I'm not a huge JJ fan. Uh, and mm-hmm. I'm talking about JJ Abrams, the director, but like he did as good a job as he could have possibly done given the circumstances uh, coming off the prequels, which at the time were not beloved by, especially by original trilogy fans. Um, They've become more appreciated since the sequels have come out. But at the time 
people were like, he saved Star Wars. That was the feeling. And people forget that. I feel like they, you know, yeah. because of what happened next, um, you know, and there so, was yeah, all this. So this is the, so um, we, this is the part where we, where we disagree. Okay. Go ahead. And I, hear. And, and I feel like it, it'll be an interesting conversation because it's the last Jedi, right? Yes. Yes. I liked the last Jedi. You hated it. Well, I, I hated right? what they did. Uh, to Luke's character, I think so, more than anything, there were some things I liked about it, but mm-hmm. um, uh, no, so, I would say I get, I would give it like a two out of ten. <laughs> yeah. But, so for, no, let me let me yeah. let me uh, let me let me give a little context to this. Go, I yeah, think, go. I think the Last Jedi is a great film, but I do not believe it belongs in this trilogy at all. I like, see. What I you're like, so again, I like Ryan Johnson as a director, and I think right. he I think he took a, an interesting and bold take on the story and the characters. Now you could love it or hate it. That's the point of art, right? For me, it just, it worked for me, but I feel like having the first and third film, this film was it just, it didn't work in this trilogy, but I do feel like it's a good film and I do like what his, the choices that he made with them. And I think they're interesting, but I don't feel like this is the perfect example of not having a, a singular vision through everything. They just let the director do whatever Jesus. they want. And it's like, what a mistake. Yeah, Man, yeah. You know, if you just let JJ direct them all, or if you well, just what? let do you Ryan know direct why them that all, is? whatever. You know? Why? Why didn't he? Did he not want to do it? Did they not want to? I gotta imagine that is the biggest time commitment. It's just like that's all you're well, doing for a decade of your life. Is but Star you gotta Wars. sign that guy. You gotta pay him and make it worth it. I mean, I think yeah. I, I, my theory was, and, I, and maybe there's already an answer to this, but I always thought that one of the criticisms of Force Awakens was that it was such a direct retread of yeah. So they so they go with a guy who is known for subverting expectations. That's sort of what he does. Um, you know, there's lots of surprises. There's lots of you know, um, you know, if you look at Knives Out and Glass Onion, like that, the whole basis of those movies is what's going to happen. Oh, big surprise, right. big shock. You know, um, and so I think that's. I feel like that's probably maybe what they were thinking. I don't know, um, but I see what you're saying. You know, I think. It was a well-made movie. I think that the the scene with Ray and Kylo, with Snoke in the throne room, all that like that whole scene was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, that was super enjoyable. Um, I actually, in a lot of ways, like it better than the last movie, um, just as a movie, like in and of mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. And I've said, and I, look, I've said this a million times. I've said this, and I've been raked over the coals by uh, Star Wars people for this. But I would rather watch The Last Jedi just as a movie, like just sitting there as 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 watching, trying to watch an enjoyable movie without any of the other baggage or any of the other context. I would much rather watch that movie than watch any of Mandalorian season three. Like it's not even close to me in terms of like how well the movie was made, how good the acting is, how good the writing is, like all that stuff that matters to me. All the stuff I hate about Last Jedi is is. Again, it has to do with all the baggage and the context yeah. and the characters. Yeah. And um, I think, and, and for know. me, the Last Jedi had such the such a, uh, a creative moment when you you have that ship turning around and it goes into hyperspace through the other ships and it's silent. And you, that moment, watching that in the theaters was like, whoa! That was just so breathtaking to see yeah, you know and and what you know you can argue whether that's real or not i guess or if that's possible even well, again that you know world. And that's, but yeah but it was just such an interesting visual concept that um i was just like wow that's that's really strong you know and other things were interesting visually you know i, I like i said before i love ryan johnson as a director and he did, i think he did some really interesting things with it but again it's 
it's not it didn't you can't you can't take a film like this a series like a pre a trilogy like this and and have different people telling what they feel that should happen in that story like it doesn't it doesn't work well right and it was clear to me you know it's clear in the in the force awakens that they're setting up certain things and one of the things i feel like they really set up and, and i feel like they set up pretty heavily was that there was some connection between ray and luke right there was some connection right. whether with with the, with the lightsaber she she touched it or she got close to it and she had all these visions and she had this weird sort of connection with both han and leia having yeah. never met these people but there was that this weird unspoken connection and i remember f like you could feel it when watching the movie yeah um and, and then you know she's i'm of the <laughs> you know i'm of the Palpatine. mindset of like, there's what? no accidents in these in these movies like everything's intentional right like what's there, there's some sort of precept that's like if if you're watching a play right and there's there's a gun on the mantle like within by the end of the play someone needs to use that gun right it's it can't just be there for no reason so mm -hmm. all this stuff is there and then none of it comes to fruition yeah, um yeah. you know so again i think you're right i think and it's shocking to me that after the success of Lord of the Rings, why these studios aren't investing the money to just make all these movies all at the same time. It just seems like a better creative way to do it. Um, you know that these movies, that are, they're Star Wars. It's its a no-brainer. They're not going to lose money. None of these movies lost money. Yeah. Um, you know, they made tons of money. You know, why not just make them all at once With and this way, you know, or, or at least like have the have it all set so you can you know because it is a big undertaking but yeah you can start the second one before the, th the first one's even out you know because you're gonna right. do it like, wouldn't they do that with tv all the time yeah well they actually lately they've been doing the opposite you don't even know if a season's been renewed until it's over <laughs> and you, you well know, they did that with house of the dragon and that um and i think so we're gonna deviate just just here at the end of the uh, the episode. We'll deviate really briefly to House of the Dragon and get into Game of Thrones a little bit. But did you watch uh, that? I think you did, right? Uh, I watched Game of Thrones. I didn't watch House of Dragons yet. I haven't watched House of the Dragon yet, no. dude. My friend, go watch it because yeah. I um did you were you like me? Were you really disappointed with the way Game of Thrones ended? Absolutely. Well, I I wasn't necessarily disappointed in the way that it ended. I was disappointed how they got there. You know, I think I the idea saying. of having her go crazy and torch everyone. I think that's interesting. And I, and I, I could see how they get there, but to do it in the, the they didn't you know, earn it. Right. Yeah, they didn't, it was they didn't, not they, earned at all. And I think, you know, Amelia Clark, I, in, in, you know, I think she did a great job in, in, in that, in those moments of showing that, you know, like we talked about before the actor did the best right. they can um, with that. And I think she did a really good job with that, but it was not earned at all. It was like, you could tell they were just trying to get this thing done. You know, you have this huge tapestry of storytelling, which they did so well for so many seasons. Oh, my goodness. And I then at the last oh. two seasons, they're just like, let's we got to get this done. Let's go. It's like, oh. I know. And they thought they were going to make a Star Wars movie. That was. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, so House of the Dragon, go watch it, Paul. I think you're going to love it. Um, I'm sure I think I you're, you're sure really going to love Patty Considine's performance in this show. Uh, it kind of sneaks up on you. Mm hmm. But man, I think you, if you watch the whole, the whole uh, series, you're going to absolutely, and I'm talking about just you personally, I think you're going to absolutely love his performance in this show. And I think the reason they didn't, 
um, just automatically make another season right away is because I don't think they were confident that fans would come back or that it would be successful. And I think that they were after how the last one ended. Yeah. Yeah. It's Um, a huge risk. Yeah. So, um, and then with the strike and everything, I think that delayed it even more. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure, but, um, I'm definitely looking forward to that. I think that's going to be great in terms of star Wars. Um, new stuff coming out is, uh, the Mandalorian grow and Grogu was just announced. Um, it's going to be a film with, Starring, you know, I guess uh, Pedro Pascal and the little green guy well, Grogu, stu- or Pedro Stuntman, anyway. Yeah, pa- yeah, his, his voiceover. <laughs> um, so that should be interesting. And then also uh, the Bad Batch, I think, was just announced is coming back February twenty first. Yeah, I haven't um, got into that yet either. Yeah, the animation it's good. looks you know, a little Clone Wars for me to me. Yeah, it is, and it's good. It's again, it's sort of like it's short. It's not long. You know, it's a fun thing to throw on. It's good enough. It's not horrible by any means. It's it's probably like, I probably like it slightly better than Ahsoka just in the sense yeah. of the stories and everything, but yeah. it's, it's a little episodic TV show and people make sometimes too much of these things. Uh, Paul, dude, thanks so much for joining me. This well, has been well, a really fun conversation. Okay. Uh, oh, um, what were we going to say? I was going to ask you if there's of all the stuff that's planned to come out in the next year or two, what are some of the things that you're actually the most excited about for Star Wars? For Star Wars, um, I'm well, I'm not. Let's see. Probably the Mandalorian movie, uh, if I'm being honest, is probably the thing I'm most excited for. Even though I thought the third season was the worst thing I've almost the worst thing I've ever seen. I, I think they can recover. I think they can get back to basics um, mm-hmm. and pull that back together. Um, I'm not excited about whatever this new Ray movie they're going to make is because I just yeah, don't gonna, care. Yeah. I don't care about excited about that. I am excited about the acolyte and I'm excited about the um, Jude law show. Forgot what it's called. Skeleton crew. crew. Well, I don't know what the future of skeleton crew is, if that's even still happening. And I think acolyte about those two, because again, it felt like a departure, something different. I agree. And I feel the same way about Mandalorian to a certain extent. I think it is still, it's a little bit more in that world. Um, but it is different. And or season two, I haven't heard anything about. Uh, that's of all the stuff. That's the thing I want to see the most yeah. is and or season two. I love those characters. I love them all. Um, Cassian to me is the least interesting in a yeah. lot of ways. Yeah, I would agree. But I, I want to know what happens to these people. And, and I want to know what happens to Luthan. And, you know, to me, that's that would be the thing I would most be looking forward to would be and or season two. And then. After that, it is nice to have something in the theaters uh, for Star Wars. And I think that Mandalorian is the right choice for that. I hope they can, you know, I hope they can get back to it. We'll so, see. But the Acolyte, I don't know. Again, I heard that was delayed as well. So I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Paul, dude, tell everyone where they can follow you, where they can learn more about your work, your art, and all that stuff. Uh, it's just Send3Paul on everything. Send3Paul.com, at Send3Paul on Twitter and Instagram and everything. So that's the best way to kind of find me. Awesome, dude. Thanks so much for joining me, man. Uh, you know, of course I'll, I'll talk to you real soon. Yeah. Thank you, man. You've been listening to the shut up. You're always talking podcast. I gotta go. Go where? We just got I got that thing. I gotta go with pizza artist, Eric John. Uh, wait a couple of minutes. We'll all leave together. Okay. This way you don't go out like a bunch of hobos staggering out. one of the time, you know? Please like share and subscribe.